All right, everybody, this is Coach Arnie. This is episode 137. And we're going to do something a little different for a few shows here until I can roll through this thing. Um, I was talking with a friend today, and uh, I'm going to record a small book um, that I have shared with many people, and I just feel that it's a wonderful little book, and, and I obviously give full credit to the author, and and just uh, put it out there so that you can listen to it. It's a very short book, and if you're if you're inspired, go buy it. So, um, but before we get there, don't forget to follow me on um, social media, TikTok and Twitter, Real Coach Arnie, Arnie Fonseca Jr. at um, LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, you can go to. Um, uh, Coach Arnie F on Instagram and um, Google me um, Arnie Fonseca Jr. You can call or text me at 602-390-9144. All right, so the book's name is Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It by a wonderful author, Kamal Ravikant. And um, I ran across this book a few years ago. I believe it was published in 2012. And um, if you are inspired to, um, after my wonderful reading, uh, please go get it. And um, I think it'll uh, make a difference in your life. Actually, I know it will. So uh, I'm just going to start reading. And um, let's see how far I get here in the next few minutes. And then we'll go from there. All right, let me get this, my recording ready. And so I'm going to start right here. So here we go. We are um, on to the foreword of the book, page one. In December of 2011, I was invited to be a participant at Renaissance Weekend in Charleston, North Carolina. Not what you think. No jousting nights or fair maidens. Instead, a conference of it attended by CEOs from Silicon Valley and, a, and New York, Hollywood types from LA, and politicians and their staff from DC. It's like TED, but everyone is assigned to, partic- to participate in panels or give a talk. The application asks for awards won and recognitions received, and as an example, listed the Nobel Prize, really. I have no award to speak of or pedigree, no Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley on my business card. When the founder of the event introduced me um, to the audience at a talk I gave, the title assigned to me, If I Could Do Anything, he said, Kamal cannot keep still. Whether as an infantry soldier in the U.S. Army or climbing the Himalayas or walking across Spain on an ancient pilgrimage, he's always moving. He's done his research. I don't remember the rest, but I remember his last line. I'm sure he'll have something interesting to share with us. I had exactly two minutes to stand on a podium and address the audience of scientists, Pentagon officials, politicians, and CEOs, all far more qualified than I to talk about pretty much anything. The speaker before me had been the youngest person to graduate from MIT, full honors, of course, but before him, the youngest Theo fellow. It's interesting what goes through your mind at a moment like these. Time slows down, yes, but the 
but that's almost cliche. There's only the podium and the microphone. You step up, the audience grows blurry as if out of focus. Clock starts. And then I knew what to do. I would offer something no one else could. My truth. Something I'd learned purely from my experience. Something that saved me. The audience came into focus. If I could do anything, I said into the microphone, I would share the secret of life with the world. Laughter from the audience. And I just figured it out a few months ago. For the next two minutes, I spoke about the previous summer when I'd been very sick, practically on bed rest. The company I'd started nearly three years ago was struggling. I'd just gone through a breakup and a, a friend I loved suddenly died. To say I was depressed, I told them, would have been a good day. I told them about the night I was up late surfing Facebook, looking at photos of my friend who'd passed, and I was crying, miserable, missing her. I told them about waking up the next morning, unwilling to take it anymore, the vow I made, and how it changed everything. Within days, I started to get better, physically, emotionally, but what surprised me was that life got better on its own. Within a month, my life had transformed, the only constant being the vow I made to myself and how I kept it. Afterwards, and for the rest of the conference, people came up individually and told me how much better, how much what I shared meant to them. One woman told me that sitting in the audience listening to me, she'd realized that this was the reason she came. All I'd done was share my truth, I learned. A month later, a friend was going through a difficult time, so I quickly wrote up what I'd learned that summer and sent it to him. It helped him a lot. Months after, I shared it in an email with James Altrisher, a friend and my favorite blogger. He replied, offering to feature it as a guest post on his blog. Naturally, I refused. Truth be told, I panicked. Lots of my friends read that bl his blog. I'm an entrepreneur in Silicon Valley. It's fine to write about startups, but this stuff? You have to share this, James wrote back. It's more important than how to be an entrepreneur or here's how to bulk up in 30 days. This is, this is the only message that's important. I shared my fear with him. What would people think? His response, something that I will never forget and will always be grateful for. I don't do it post now unless I'm worried about what people will think about me. So I struck a deal with him. I'd keep notes about what I'd learned, the practice, how I succeeded and failed. I would put those together in a book and send it to him. If he liked it, I'd publish it. And that's how we ended up here. All right, let me check something here. What is this about? Chapter, this is actually the first chapter after the uh, introduction or the forward. Loving yourself. Same thing your mom told you, same thing self-help books repeat enough times to be cliche, but there is a difference. It's not lip service. It's not a fire and forget type approach. It's something I learned from within myself, something I believed saved me. And more than that, the way I set about to do it. Most of it, simple enough to be idiotic, but in simpli simplicity lies truth. In simplicity lies power. Starting with the write-up I sent to my friend, this is a collection of thoughts on what I learned, what worked, what didn't. 
where I succeeded, and importantly, where I fail daily. As a wise friend um, likes to remind me, this is practice. You don't go to the gym once and consider yourself done. Same here. Meditation is a practice. Working out is a practice. Loving yourself, perhaps the most important of all, is a practice. The truth is love to love yourself with the same intensity you would use to pull yourself up if you were hanging off a cliff with your fingers, as if life depended on it. Once you get going, it's not hard to do. It just takes commitment, and I'll share how I did it. It's been tra- transformative for me. I know it'll be transformative for you. All right. The second chapter. Beginning. I was in a bad way. Miserable. Out of my mind. There were days when I'd lie in bed. The drapes closed. Day outside sliding into night and back into day. And I just didn't want to deal. Deal with my thoughts. Deal with being sick. Deal with heartache. Deal with my company tanking deal with life here's what saved me i reached my breaking point i remember it well i couldn't take it anymore i was done done with all of this this misery this pain this angst this being me i was sick of it done 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 and in that desperation i climbed out of bed staggered over to my desk opened my notebook and wrote this day I vow to myself to love myself, to treat myself as someone I love truly and deeply in my thoughts, my actions, the choices I make, the experience I have, each moment I am conscious, I make the decision I love myself. There was nothing left to say. How long it took me to write this, less than a minute perhaps, but the intensity, it felt like I was carving words onto paper through the desk. I'd been disgusted with myself. I could love another and wish them well, but what about me? From now on, I would focus only on this thought for me, how to love myself. I did not know. All I knew was that I'd made a vow or something far greater than a commitment, something far greater than a commitment, bigger than an I wish or a nice to have a vow. I was going all in or destroy myself trying. There was no middle ground. In my bedroom in the darkness with a city outside that had no idea of the decision that's been made or even cared, I set out to love myself. And, And the way I did it, it was the simplest thing I could think of and the one I knew I was capable of capable of. I started telling myself, I love myself. I, a thought I would, I could, I would repeat again and again. First line in bed for hours, repeating to myself, I love myself. 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 The mind would wander, of course, head down rat holes. But each time I noticed, I'd return to repeating. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. And it continued first in bed, then showering, then went online, then when I'd be talking to someone inside my head, I'd be going, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. It became the anchor, the one true thing. And it got better. My body started healing faster. My state of mind grew lighter. 
But the thing I never expected or imagined, life got better. But not just better, things happened that were fantastically out of my reach, things I couldn't have dreamt of. It was as if life said, finally, you idiot, and let me show you, and let me show you that you made the right decision. I, it did. People came into my life. Opportunities arose. I found myself using the magic word to, to describe what was happening. And the, the word magic to describe what was happening. And through it all, I kept repeating to myself, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. In less than a month, I was healthy. I was fit again. I was naturally happy. I was smiling. Amazing people were coming into my life. Situations were naturally resolving themselves. And through it all, whether I was at my computer again or kissing a pretty woman in my head, I'd be telling myself, I love myself. In all honesty, in the beginning, I didn't believe that I loved myself. How many of us do? But it didn't matter what I believed. All that mattered was doing it, and I did it the simplest way I could think, by focusing on one thought again and again and again and again until it was more on my mind than not. Imagine that. Imagine the feeling of catching yourself loving yourself without trying. It's like catching a sunset out of the corner of your eye. It will stop you. Next chapter is why love. Why not? I love my I like myself or I accept myself. Why oh why oh why does it have to be love? Here's my theory. If you've ever been a baby, you've experienced love. The mind knows it on a fundamental, even primal level. So, unlike most words, love has the ability to slip past the conscious and into the subconscious where magic happens. What if you don't believe that you love yourself? Doesn't matter. Your role is to lay down the pathway brick upon brick, reinforce the connections between the neurons. The mind already has a strong wiring for love. The body knows it well. I know it knows that love nurtures, that love is gentle, that love is accepting. It knows that love heals. Your job is is not to do any of these. Your job is to purely love yourself, truly and deeply. Feel it again and again. Make it your single-minded focus. The mind and body will respond automatically. They don't have a chance. A choice. Chance. A choice. Here's the best part. One that makes me smile as I write this. As you love yourself, life loves you back. I don't think it has a choice either. I can't explain how it works, but I know it is true. When you find yourself using the word magical to describe your life, you'll know what I'm talking about. The practice. The practice. I've tried to break down exactly what I did that worked and how one can replicate it. It comes down to three things which I'll explain in later chapters. Mental loop, number one. A meditation, number two. A one question, number three. All three gently return me to self-love. That's the beauty of this practice. It's simple. It's practical. And the results are far greater than 
you can imagine. After all, if you loved yourself truly and deeply, would you limit your life to what you previously thought possible? Nope. You'd blow your own socks off. There is one requirement, a fierce commitment to loving yourself. This, I'm afraid, can't be skipped. What if you don't believe that you love or, heck, even like yourself? Doesn't matter. If you have to build up to it, that's okay. The practice works in a way you're in a way the mind is designed to function. The mind has no choice but to adapt and respond. Just remain open to the possibility of loving yourself. The rest is easy. Window. Darkness is the absence of light. If you remember this, it will change your life. Changed mind. It is this concept that this concept that the practice is based on. Any negative thought is darkness. How do you remove it? Do you fight fear or worry? Do you push or drown away sadness and pain? Doesn't work. Instead, imagine you're in a dark room and it's bright outside. Your job is to go to the window, pull out a rag and start cleaning. Just clean and soon enough light enters naturally, taking the darkness away. It's that simple. Each time the mind shifts to darkness, fear, worry, pain, you name it, when you notice, clean the window. Light will flow in. Mental loop. I sit at my desk. San Francisco sparkles through the large bedroom windows. A a Coca-Cola sign blinks off and rebuilds itself one letter at a time. I see cars on Market Street and taillights. The famous tower over Twin Peaks is swallowed up by the night, hidden by fog. A neighbor's balcony lights come on, sliding doors open. A woman in shorts and t-shirt steps out, kneels to pick something up, then returns inside. The door shuts. If you were, if you were to open up my head at this moment and peer within, you'd find yourself asking with a thick southern drawl, Does this boy not have an imagination? There is only one thought running through my head. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. For days, ever since I made the vow, this has been my only focus. Something as a whisper. Something silent. When I brush my teeth, mumbling, in the shower, loud, nonstop. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I have nothing to lose. This is all there is. I love myself. I love myself. I don't give a damn about anything else. I love myself. I once heard someone explain thoughts as this. We, as human beings, think that that we are thinking. Not true. Most of the time we're remembering. We are reliving memories. We are running familiar patterns and loops in our head for, for happiness, for procrastination, for sadness fears, hopes, dreams, and desires. We have loops for everything. We keep replaying the loops and they in turn trigger feelings. It's automatic to the point where we believe that we have no choice. But that is as far from the truth. Imagine a thought loop as this, a pathway laid down by constant use like a groove in rock created by water. Enough time enough intensity and you've got a river if you had a thought once it has no power over you repeat it again 
And again, especially with emotional intensity, feeling it. And over time, you're creating the grooves, the mental river, then it controls you. And that is why a focused mental loop is the solution. Take this one thought. I love myself. Add emotional intensity. If you can, it deepens the groove faster than anything. Feel the thought. Run it again and again. Feel it. Run it. Whether you believe it or or not, doesn't matter. Just focus on this one thought. Make it your truth. The goal here is to create a groove deeper than the ones laid down over the years. The ones that create disempowering feelings. They took time as well. Some we've had since childhood which is why this requires a focus commitment why it must be a practice focus demolishing the groove of the past what you've what you are creating is a new groove so deep so powerful that your thoughts will automatically flow down this one it takes time sure took me a month to go from misery to magic but you will notice changes shifts in your feelings beautiful happenings in your life expect them there'll be more and more until one day you'll be walking outside in the sunshine feeling good loving life life loving you back and you'll stop and realize that it's now your natural state can you imagine a better way to be a meditation even if you don't do anything else please do this it will make a difference each day I meditate for seven minutes why seven minutes because I put on a piece of music that I like one that is soothing and calm a um, a, a, a calm piano and flute one that I associate good feelings with and it happens to be seven minutes long I sit back with my I sit with my back against a wall, put on my headphones, listen to the music, and imagine galaxies and stars and the universe above, and I imagine all the light from space flowing into my head and down into my body, going wherever it needs to go. I breathe slowly, naturally. As I inhale, I think I love myself. Then I exhale and let out another, out whatever the response in my mind and body is, whether they're is one or not that is that that's it simple inhale i love myself exhale breathe out what comes up inhale exhale inhale exhale natural the music flows the mind wanders that's its nature each time it does i just notice where i am in the in the breath if inhaling i shift to i love myself if exhaling I shift to letting out whatever is in the mind and body. Occasionally, I shift my attention to the light flowing in from above. Sometimes I do that each time I inhale. Before I know it, the seven minutes are up and the meditation is over. There is something to this. The thought of light flowing into my head from galaxies and stars. The concept of light itself. Just like love, the subconscious has a positive association with with light. Plants grow towards the light. As human beings, we crave light. We find sunrise, sunrises and sunset and a bright moon beautiful and calming. 
Once again, there's no need to consciously create healing or anything positive. The subconscious takes care of it. All I have to do is keep it, do is give it to the image. In this case, light. Give it to the, give it the thought. In this case, loving myself. It, it does the rest. This is an intense practice because it is focused. But does it feel intense? No, quite peaceful. Actually, I think that's what, what real emotional intensity is. One that creates peace and love and growth. So here are the instructions. Step one, put on music. Something soothing, gentle, preferably instrumental. A piece you have positive associations with. Step two, sit with your back against a wall or window. Cross legs or stretch them out, whatever feels natural. Step three, close your eyes. Smile slowly. Imagine a beam of light pouring into your head from above. Step four, breathe in. Say to to yourself in your mind, I love myself slowly. Be gentle with yourself. Step five, breathe out and along with it anything that arises, any thoughts, emotions, feelings, memories, fears, hope, desires, or nothing. Breathe it out. No judgment. No attachment to anything. Be kind to yourself. Step six, repeat four and five until the music ends. When your attention wanders, notice it and smile. Smile at it as if it, if it's a child doing what a child does. And with that smile, return to your breath. Step four, step five, mind wanders. Notice, smile kindly. Return to step four, step five. Step seven, when music ends, open your eyes slowly, smile. Do it from the inside out. This is your time, this is, this is purely yours. Why music? Since I listen to the same piece each time, it now acts as an anchor, putting, uh, as an anchor, easily pulling me into a meditative state a crutch perhaps but a nice one do this medication consistently do this meditation consistently you will notice the magic that occurs one question one question it's easy to say I love myself while locked inside my apartment recovering from being sick tougher when I'm back in the back to the land of the living interacting with people who have their own issues and mental loops That is where the question came from, in dealing with others and reacting to their negative emotions and emotions with my own. I found myself asking this question. If I love myself truly and deeply, would I let myself experience this? The answer always was a no. It worked beautifully because I'd be working on the mental loop. The step after no was clear. Rather than solving the emotion or trying not to feel it, I would just return to the one true thing in my head. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. This question is deceptively simple in its power. It gently shifts your focus from wherever you are, whether it's anger 
or pain or fear, any form of darkness to where you want to be. And that is love. You, mind, and life has no choice but to follow. I'm in love. You're so pretty, I say. She walks alongside my friend, Gabe, holding his hand. Her dark hair, freshly cut layers. Cool February night in the Mission District in San Francisco. We're heading for tacos. Her smile doesn't change. Um, she doesn't say thank you the way a woman would be to a genuine compliment. Instead, she says, I'm in love. We pause to cross the street. It's true, she says. That's why I'm in love. She's, she's pretty regardless, but I get what she's talking about. She glows, non-stop smile, full of life. When I get home, before I go inside, I pause and realize something. The love, it doesn't have to be necessarily be for another, does it? Love is an emotion. Love is a feeling. Love is a way of being. That spring, that spring in the step, that smile, that openness, can't it simply come from loving ourselves that stops me of course here we are thinking that one needs to be in love with another to shine to feel and shout from the rooftops but the most important person the most important relationship we'll ever have is waiting is craving to be loved truly and deeply And here's the interesting part. When we love ourselves, we naturally shine. We are naturally beautiful. And that draws others toward to us. Before we know it, they're loving us. And it's up to us to choose who to share our love with. Beautiful irony. Fall in love with yourself. Let your love express itself. And the world will beat a path to your door to fall in love with you. Another meditation. This one, I'm a little scared to share. People will think I've lost it, but it's powerful. Step one, set a timer for five minutes. Step two, stand in front of a mirror, nose a few inches away. Relax, breathe. Step three, look into your eyes. Helps if you focus on one, your left eye. Don't panic, it's only you. Relax, breathe slowly naturally until you develop a rhythm step four looking into your left eye say left eye say i love myself whether you believe it that moment or not isn't important what's important is you saying to yourself looking into your eyes where there is no escape from the truth and ultimately the truth is loving yourself step five repeat i love myself gently pause and occasionally to watch your eyes When the five minutes are up, smile. You've just communicated the truth to yourself in a deep, visceral way, in a way that the mind cannot escape. If anyone ever looked into your eyes, knowing what you loved, knowing that you loved them, this is what they saw. Give yourself the same gift. All right, guys. Um, We're going to stop right there on the first go-round we're more than halfway through the book, and um, hopefully you'll get a chance to listen to this. And uh, in the next 
podcast, I'll finish the book, and uh, or maybe not. But um, again, this has been episode 137, I believe. Ah, uh, went so long. And then, um, yeah, subscribe to the show. Share this book with from Kamal Ravikant, Loving Yourself. Love yourself like your life depends on it. Share the book. Share the book with others that you feel needed. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. And But most of all, I want you to listen to it. And I want you to think about it. Because you're worth it. You're worth loving, which means you need to love yourself. Alright guys, I love you. This is Coach Arnie. And um, I'll talk to you next time.